You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast, where Welsh rugby matters. Two podcasts for you this week. Don't say that we don't treat you well. And first up, we've got a roundup of domestic duties. Dan Killick is just getting his breath back from an amazing finish to the Cardiff Blues game. And hopefully anyone who watched the Ospreys on Friday night has regained full consciousness. Uh, there was news of a retirement of a Welsh legend this week as well. Uh, big fan of Matthew Rees, Dan? Yeah, huge fan of Matthew Rees. Great old school, you know, scrummaging hooker. Nineteen um, years is great. That's phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's and we've we've seen him in some uh, some big games, haven't we? Both in both for Wales and and the Lions. So yeah, great. Well, and all, all the clubs he's played for as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, amazing servant to Welsh rugby, and he was Brilliant. good enough to uh, to join us as well, which I haven't even told you yet. Ooh. So I've got a. a uh, Recorded interview with Matthew Rees coming up later on in this very podcast for you. So make sure you do listen to this domestic podcast as well to hear from. Oh, it's a Welsh legend, really, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Six, he is a 60 legend. caps for Wales, Wales captain, British and Irish Lion, three, three test caps yeah. for the Lions. Yeah, and of course, an amazing, amazing story. Amazing story. Of, yeah. um, you know, of what he's overcome. overcome off the pitch as well. So yeah, make sure you stay tuned for that as well. And in the second podcast this week we'll of course be talking about that Wales versus England game that yeah geez just one week to to get stuck into that yeah Yeah. one week to get yeah this time in are we gonna get through it's it's almost too long isn't it a week you know the best way to get through it is to stay tuned to this podcast and we'll uh we'll help you through it uh quick word for our sponsors before we get underway so coffee trades uh again if you've not listened before it's a fantastic Young business uh, run by the Ospreys hooker Scott Otten. Dan Killick is uh, yeah holding a bag here. Yeah. Front five looks looks amazing. Tastes even better. Exactly. There we go. You can't get a bit a bigger endorsement than that. And uh, yeah, as if it wasn't enough that we were giving you two podcasts this week. 
You can even get 15% off So Coffee by ordering through the app, which you can get through uh, all available app stores. So whether you've got Apple or Android or whatever. So make sure you do that. Right, Dan. Dragged you away from watching the NASCAR, which is on Premier Sports <laughs> after the uh, big fan of that. Yeah, it's such a weird mix, isn't it? Like, oh. yeah, one minute it's yeah. uh, it's it's Cardiff versus Glasgow, then it's NASCAR. Tomorrow we've got Scottish football on there. It's uh, yeah, it's a strange old it's a strange old mix. Uh, but let's start with Cardiff. We'll be doing factual fiction in the second part of the the second podcast. Yeah, but we did want to talk about club rugby, and that was an absolutely amazing game. Yeah, ten tries, just. Oh, Edgy seat stuff, wasn't mm. it? It was, um, yeah, brilliant game. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it, and you know there's going to be a lot of a lot of tries when those two sides go up against each other. It didn't disappoint, did it? No, it didn't. And there's been a lot said this week about the league, the quality of the league, and we're going to come on to that later on. But that really was a good advert for it, wasn't that it? That was, a, yeah, that was a great advert, and it was just over five thousand. Fans at the uh, at the Cardiff ground, and they were in for a real treat, weren't they? The Cardiff um, ground, right? Yeah. The Cardiff ground, yeah. They were in for a real treat. Um, yeah, it was quite a really, really good, good game. Some standout performances as well from quite a few of the young ones, and uh, obviously the old heads of Nick. You know, Nick Williams just putting in another great game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thoroughly, th- yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Ball in hand, they look absolutely irresistible at times, Cardiff Blues, don't they? And it's, you know, Jared Evans again had a fantastic game. Matthew Morgan did some fantastic stuff. Owen Lane finished well. And Alice Summerhill got, oh, us, got himself a hat-trick. You know, some yeah. really good performances in there. Remember you mentioned Harry Millard there? Yeah, Millard looks... Oh, I like him. like mm. him a lot. Um, what, that- do they need to, what do they need to do, though, Dan? What do they need to do in order to... In order to turn these, you know, turn these games into into full maximum points at home, because they they've got they seem to have the talent in that back line. What is it that's just not quite firing and getting them over they've, the line? They've definitely got the talent, haven't they? They're super exciting side to watch. They just they cough up a bit of ball, and um, you know they'll either they'll either give a knock on or a turnover, and then they tend to they almost tend to go to sleep for maybe you know five or ten minutes during a game. And other sides will will rack up, you know. Like today, they, you know, Glasgow scored those two tries, didn't they? Which, you know, very very quickly, all of a sudden, and then they were chasing, they were back chasing the game again. So they, oh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating for Cardiff Blues, isn't it? Because they're they're right up there with, I suppose, are they the the most exciting side? Where I they think, that, they I think those two sides are the most exciting sides to watch. For me, both sides who like to keep ball in hand at any opportunity. They want to run from anywhere, yeah, mm. and you know, and that's what and that's what you want to see, and it's in stark contrast to you know to some other sides in the league, and you know, even as fantastic a side as Leinster are, I don't get excited watching Leinster at all. Yeah, they're just very, very well. They're a bit like aren't they? Very disciplined. Go about their go about their their work. The neat, the tidy. It's very um, much a power game, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's it, this is strangle sides, don't they? Smother them, suffocate them, and. Uh, you know, a good kicking game in there as well. So the Cardiff Blues, they've got, they, they've, they've got to tighten up, they've got to tighten up the defence. <clears throat> I think, yeah, that first half some of the set piece. was that, you know, that would have been enough to, to kill off most sides. And the fact that they were able to come back in the second half and, you know, put together that performance, I think is, is testament to how good their backs are. But particularly, they look particularly vulnerable at first phase. And if they're going to stand any chance of getting, uh, you know, of getting that European spot and getting into the playoffs, 
they're going to have to tighten up that defence. Yeah, quite a lot of it I, for me as well comes back to some of the decision making as well. They'll, I mean, in that particular game, didn't it? Jared Evans kicked, you know, kicked the ball away at the end there. Obviously, with those, if it comes off, you know, it's it's great, isn't it? But often, you, you, I don't think you you don't want to give the ball away, do you? With with a couple of minutes, a couple of minutes on the clock, you just want to keep hold. And the way in which they kicked that kind of sums up sums up Cardiff Blues to me a little bit that they they just they just make the wrong decisions sometimes at the wrong times and um, it puts pressure back on them and then they leak a couple of tries and they're chasing the game he's that kind of player though isn't he you saw it in the first half cross field kick which if you get the right bounce I mean lanes in under the sticks they didn't get the bounce and Glasgow scored straight off it you know exactly the same phase ball is it the kind of thing where he'll mature with age or is he just that kind of player that you don't want to coach out that that maverick nature in him what would, what would you be doing if you were coaching Cardiff Blues right now? Yeah, you don't want to... know is your dream job other than being an estate agent. <laughs> you, you don't want to coach... You don't want to coach that out of him, do you? I think it'll... Uh, it's something that will come with, with time. Um, you know, he's still relatively inexperienced, isn't he, playing at that, that, that level? So I think, um, you know, just the decision-making at critical times will improve. Just, just as you as you're seeing through some, some, you know, some more minutes really as the seasons go, as the season goes on. But he's such a talent. I mean, those those runs, he's he's difficult to defend, isn't mm. he? Really quick feet. Um, you know, good good distributor. Yeah, he's he's a he's a real handful, isn't he? You throw in Matthew Morgan in there as well, and and uh, Millard looked looks the real deal. In I, the thought every, I thought every um, one of the backs was. You know, you know, it's a night when people are firing when you're not talking about Ray Lilo that much. Yes. And he had a fantastic game in his own right. Yeah. But every every member of that back line had a really outstanding game. And we mentioned Summerhill. You know, he does yeah. he scored a hat trick. He seems to score he didn't just score one try, does he? He scores, you know, two, three tries when he plays. You know, he looked he look, looks good. Yeah, I like him. I don't know why he doesn't you know, I know that he had a few injury problems and stuff like that, but I don't know why he doesn't he doesn't feature on a on a regular for them. I think he's a really big prospect. Yeah, he's an, he's a He's a poacher, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's he's in the right place at the right time, always scores. And then yeah, Lane, you know, looks He's class. Looks isn't classy, he? yeah. Yeah, finished, you know, finishes tries well, some lovely touches, jinks. He's you know, we said, didn't we, off air, is he is he quick enough? You said, didn't you? Is he quick enough for international That's the only question for win? me. Yeah. What's the answer? I think he's got enough. I think he's got Did enough you? about him, yeah. Yeah, he does. He defends well as well, which yeah. um, he's just so strong, isn't he? And I, I think he's he's a very like the the try he scored. He knew exactly when to to go through the gears. There was never there was never any part of him that thought, "Oh, am I going to make this? Do I need to cut back inside?" He just went through the gears and made it. So I don't think he's got that rapid acceleration. But I think once he gets up to full tilt, he is pretty damn quick. Yeah. There's something about him that when he gets the ball, you feel that. He's gonna do one. He's gonna make the right decision, and two. He's got half a chance. He's got a, a pretty strong chance of actually scoring, isn't he? This is finishing for me. I just think he he knows exactly that amazing try he scored against Connacht earlier on in the season. You know, he yeah, threw himself in the air, and yeah, I think that that out and out finishes stuff is is invaluable. So, yeah, you know, he's got a really bright future ahead of him, and he's you know 
he's got a really good shot of making the Wales World Cup squad, even though he's not in the squad at the moment. If you ask me, yeah, agreed. And if we if we flick onto the forwards as well, we um, a number of the guys that came off the bench made a big impact, didn't they? Carry <laughs> had some huge bursts mm. up. Um, you know, he had some big some big runs, which which just put. Uh, you know, put the Scots on the back foot, didn't he? And then, you know, Belcher as well. He, he oh, had a fantastic game off the bench, didn't he? He played very well when he came yeah. on, yes. And he was difficult to... He's not a big chap, see, I think he's only five foot nine, but he, he he was... They were struggling to contain him. Yeah. He was eking There's out those extra... There, yeah. He was eking out those extra... Um, uh, bit of movement on the floor, wasn't he? A couple of turnovers I think he had in there as well. Yeah, so, a few yeah. times, yeah. And um, Shane Lewis Hughes as well, we like, mm. don't we? He's... You know, just looking at his stats there, six foot four, <laughs> six foot four, 17 stone 11. What size shoe is he? He's 20. I reckon he's a size 11. Inside leg measurement? I'm not sure. Yeah, let's, let's, let's move on quickly. Uh, right, last thing on, on Cardiff Blues then. Will they make the playoffs? Will they make that European spot? I don't know whether they will. It's, um... Not looking particularly good for uh, for the Welsh regions at the moment, but I'm going to say they've got enough there. So yeah, let's I'll back them. All right, fair enough. Let, and then one of the sides who are with them in that race is the Ospreys, who, as I mentioned in the intro, was a real dire affair against Ulster. You, sounds if like you struggled to actually that was tough to game. watch it. It really was yeah. um, down the brewery field. At the brewery field, yeah, an eight nil defeat at home. Um, God, it was just it was not an easy one on the eye at all. And what was how did the um, what was the tactics? Any any change of tactics from the Ospreys? Or no, it very much? very kick heavy. Um, again, you know, again that you know that's that clearly has been the tactic all season has been to look to utilize Sam Davis's kicking game. And and he look he's a he's, he's a, a good exponent, isn't he? The, but the, when he puts Peter ball, but I just think that in this day and age, it's so easy to defend that now. When you know that's what they're going to do, you, really it looked as though one of two things would happen. They put boot to ball, which they did a lot. Or so they, kick they in, said, kicking deep, yeah? They were kicking deep and there was the occasional, uh, from Corey Allen, there was the occasional little kind of grubber or, or deft chip through. And it, it didn't really offer them much all night. But the other thing that I also think didn't help them is they were just sending a lot of one-up runners there were none of the variations that you get with pretty much every other team, not just in the league, but every other team playing top top flight rugby. You know, those those tip-ons from the forwards, the decoy runners, you knew really what the Ospreys were going to do the whole time. And and if that power game isn't working and not getting you over the game line, or you're not able to get the territory from kicking, then you're going to struggle to beat sides. And they did. You know, Ulster really, they, they kind of gobbled them up. And... Well, if you know what you, yeah, as you said, if you know exactly what they're going to do, mm. so one-up runners and 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 they're going to kick the ball. It's very easy to defend, isn't it? And if it you, was, it was. You know, they didn't didn't look likely of scoring a try all night. The Ospreys, and it's peculiar, isn't it? Because a lot, almost all the sides now are wanting to wanting to be quite creative, mm. and they've got, you know, they've got enough players there to be to be creative. Certainly more creative than they are at the moment. Um, yeah, Sean Sean Holly mentioned on um, on commentary. I won't do the I won't do the impression for come you. Come on, but, uh, Luke Price and a bit of zip there, um, and he you know he did offer a bit more. Yeah, you know because he, he just stands a bit flatter, doesn't he? And he looks to he yeah. looks to pass rather than rather than to kick. But at the same time, 
it was still very very static and very lateral and 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 that's a big big worry for the Ospreys and I, and they're not they won't make they won't make Europe if they carry on in this vein they, there has to be more variety. Do you think they're it. being coached that way to play? The the thing that really puzzles me with the Ospreys is in Matt Sherratt they've got one of the attack coaches that. You know, I think if you just said to any one of the regions, would you like Matt Sherratt as your attack coach last year, including Cardiff, they'd have all wanted, you know, Cardiff would have wanted to keep him. I think any other coach, any other side, with the pro- probable exception of the um, of the Scarlets, because they have Stephen Jones, would have said, yeah, of course, it'd be a, it'd be a fantastic addition. Yeah, it's, puzz- it's, puzz- it's puzzling, isn't it? The way in which the, there's no there's no variation, there's no variation behind And I find that really strange, because you look at the way that, that the Blues played under Danny Wilson and Matt Sherratt and it's poles apart from from what's going on at the Ospreys. So I don't know whether this is Alan Clark's game plan of going, right, okay, we have to play a very restrictive up game. Up the jumper. And up the jumper and, you know, and, and their defence is good, as you'd expect from, you know, from a side that's coach, you know, that has Sean Edwards in there as a, a coaching consultant and you've got Brad Davis in there who's a very established defence coach yeah. in his own right. With a... De- with a def- that's why I'm quite confused by it all, really, because their defence is, is is good, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's got a lot better. So if they can bring in a bit of a little bit of flair, just thrown in with this this sort of you know kicking game that they're they're looking to do, which none of us really know quite know what why it's being used to the the fact it is, they'd be they they'd be they see away sides because you know the scores are the scores are quite. Are quite close against yeah. them, so they, they, you know, two, two or three tries a game, they're gonna, they're gonna be, they're gonna be a different side, aren't they? And, and the offloading, because no, I, I don't remember seeing an offload all night. No, and this is so important, isn't it, to get it for the forwards, just to get those little, is. those little offloads. And if, if sides the move, moment, move the defense, move the defense around, you know, yeah. just make it that bit less predictable. But it's really strange, and I can't, I can't see them. Getting into getting into the playoffs if they if they're playing like this, I think something's going to have to give, and uh, it's really really difficult, particularly now where they've got you know a good few weeks without. It's not like they're going to get a whole raft of players come back in from the from the Welsh setup. You know, Alan Wynn and, and Tipperick aren't going to be coming back into that lineup at any point during the Six Nations. You'd expect the same with Nicky Smith. You know, I think he's going to be he's firmly. In that Welsh camp, Adam Beard the same. So it's going really, to be very difficult. Scott Williams is injured now. Yeah, that's a big blow for them, isn't it? They look very different, I think, when 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 Scott Williams is there. And they the Ospreys seem to be a side that are, that do miss they do miss their key their key players almost more than the other the other sides at the moment. Really, um, you know, anyone's going to miss their internationals, aren't they? But they just seem to not know the the, the game type. Game completely goes to sort of this so one-dimensional mm. without without a few of the the, the big guns. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that it's something that we really needs addressing. And you know, it's just if you're winning games like that, it's one thing. But if you're not and you're not scoring tries and you're not even getting a point at home, that's really tough to take if you're a fan. You know, and that move to the brewery field I know wasn't particularly popular with season ticket holders because you know it's an extra mm. it's an extra journey out of the way for them. I per- you know I personally would love to see more games around regions. I know there's logistic problems because of having to accommodate hospitality and all that kind of stuff and it, I know it's difficult but a couple of times a year I think it's a great opportunity to get the regional game and to get your region in front of I guess a, it's a new audience really, isn't a it? new audience potentially. Yeah. But uh yeah based on that 
you know, no one's going to be no one's going to be rushing to make the trip from Bridgend down to the Liberty. Yeah, the Osprey, the Ospreys fans are uh, they're not being they're not being treated to uh, champagne rugby at the moment, are they? So no, and let's hope let's hope it changes pretty quickly. Yeah, I hope it does because at the moment, you know, out of the two sides who play at the Liberty, I think they're doing more kicking than Swansea City are. Yeah. So uh, got yeah, a turgid affair at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I mean, a, a lot to work on there with the Ospreys, I think. Dragons, on the other hand, well, you know, again, it's another loss, you know, yeah, <laughs> away you, from home. You were quite impressed, though, weren't you, with some of the play? Uh, look, it's been a lot more enjoyable to watch than than the stuff was at the start of the season. And these are funny, these games, aren't they, in the Six Nations, where you have club games in the middle and a lot of sides are missing their players. And obviously, there's a big contingent of Edinburgh who aren't there. But that side on paper was a really strong Edinburgh side, really. You know, you look at the likes of... Um, uh, Darcy Graham on the wing. Is it Darcy Graham? Darcy Ray. I always get Darcy, Darcy Gray and Darcy Graham. Uh, Darcy Ray and Darcy Graham confused. Through me. Uh, I think it's Graham the winger. Yeah. Um, Definitely Darcy. Yeah. Two, <laughs> who's got two players called Darcy playing for? It's not Pride and Prejudice, yeah. is it? Um, but yeah, he's a fantastic. He's winger. a good, good player. Um, yeah. Van der Merver on the wing is absolutely lethal. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, he did. And and man of the match, uh, Bradbury, back from um, back from a layoff. Oh, Magnus, I like him. He's a good player. You know, there's some really really strong players in that side. And you know, Dragons going up there without their 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 core of class really, which is is Elliot Dean, yeah. Corey Hill, Halloween Moss. Going to be difficult. Yeah, and you know, they made a really good go of it and were definitely in the game. And they just looked a lot more, you know, a lot more varied. I thought the outside backs went really well. Tyler Morgan made a defensive error, but got himself two tries and looked a real handful all night. Uh, Jared Sage is a real no-nonsense inside centre. He's been doing a fine job. And, you know, both the wingers looked lively. Jordan Williams, you know, we know what kind of Mm. problems he can pose. It just looks like a side that's lacking that's lacking in halfbacks for me. That nine ten. Yeah, spot. I mean, Roderick Williams is a really interest, interesting one because his box kicking, which you know I'm not a big fan of, I, I'm not a big fan of box kicking generally, but his box kicking is fantastic. And you know when he kicked the ball from the base of the ruck, he gave us a lot of territory. Josh Lewis has been really inconsistent all season. He's one of those guys when, like, when he has a good game, you look and go, "Oh, what a fantastic, steady Eddie of a ten knows when to make the right calls." And when it doesn't go that way, it can look really disjointed. And he, you know, he made a few a few fundamental errors in there. I, I, you know, I think he's worth persevering with, and I think he'll get there. Um, I think he'll get there in the end. But it was one of those nights where you're crying out for an experienced ten. Um, Henson came off the bench, but came off the bench into the centre. Um, you know, Gavin Henson, I'm a big fan of, but that was not his best performance. You know, he looked a bit out of out of match practice. And I think if you're going to play him anywhere now, I think you have to play him ten. He I don't think you can play a 37 year old bloke inside centre. No, you can't, can you? It's got to be it's got to be ten or, or or nowhere. I think so. Uh, so yeah, you know, it was frustrating to fall away, but. I was expecting moving in the right yeah. direction, I think. And, you know, Ollie Griffiths just goes from strength to strength. He is he just got to stay fit, class. isn't he? Yeah. He, that's yeah. his biggest... Well, that's that's often been the problem with, with lots of players at the Dragons. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's 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 a quality, quality back rower, isn't he? Um, and, yeah, you're tipping him for the... Uh, I think he's an outside bet for the, the World, World Cup. Cup. There's going to be injuries between now and, between now and then. 
But he's got he's got all the class to be an international seven, without a doubt. Yeah, he's I think he's a proper seven. You know, he's he's really robust. He's like a clamp he's over the ball. Explosive as well, isn't he? Yeah. Really quick. He carries well. He's really quick. You know, he's got almost a bit of seven skills about him. He's such a fantastic player. And you're right. You know, if he if he stays fit, which has been the problem his entire career. Yeah. Uh, but he's yeah. Whenever he takes the field, he's 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 in and around being man of the match. He every, is every time. in every game, isn't yeah. it? And then. You know, an injury comes about, so yeah, top player. But you know, I think all in all, they're, they're moving in the right direction on the field in tough circumstances. The Dragons, we don't know who the coach is going to be next season, and we've, as with all the regions, we've got no idea what kind of budget and who's going to be playing yeah, for them. A bit of a mess there, which, isn't it? which is a real worry being in mid February, not knowing this. But all that said, I think every single one of the coaches, uh, you know, you've kind of got to have a bit of tip of the cap and say. To, you know, to Kerry Jones and Ian Evans and Barry Maddox and everyone else, they're doing a fantastic job with what they've got in very difficult circumstances. So, you know, I, I thought that was encouraging. Um, and it, it's a weird, it's a weird time of year, isn't it, Six Nations? But um, it was so much more enjoyable than some of the rubbish we saw at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's, they, they, as you've pointed out, they are the dragons are. Um, you know they've addressed they've addressed a number of the issues then haven't they and it's not you know you're not going to turn you're not going to turn that around overnight are you but they're they're starting to address those issues mm. so it's looking looking a lot more hopeful I think well yeah I think you know you can just all you can do is praise the coaches for what they're doing in in tough circumstances and you know making the side competitive is something that that Jackman wasn't able to do at the start of the season so you've got to say you've got to say well done in that regard so. Hopefully that will continue, and when we do get a bit of clarity on budgets and what the long-term future of the region is, then hopefully there'll be some good recruitment and, yeah, and address that. That ten, just get a ten. Yeah, and I, I hadn't really, I hadn't really realised quite how pivotal it was. Murph mentioned it on the pod before Christmas because I don't, you know, as I've said numerous times, I was like, right, front five is where it needs to be addressed. We've got amazing back rowers, front five, front five. But actually, the more I look at it the more I think that you can, with an experienced 10, get by, with, even with limited possession and a, and a side that's on the back foot. So, you know, that that is definitely something I'd like. Yeah, it's a signing that has to happen, doesn't it, for, for the Dragons to, to, to move on. It is. Completing four losses from four for the Welsh regions this weekend was the Scarlets as well. So loss away to Benetton. We know themselves are no mugs. Two sides who have been hit by international call-ups and yeah no disgrace in that but there's a distinct possibility they're now fifth in their conference or pool or whatever you want to call it yeah they're going to make Europe they're making it difficult for themselves aren't they and well they are but also yeah, so as well Benetton I think just keep keep going they're as you know Dan are like a horse racing scenario a uh, horse racing analogy they just seem like a like a stayer they just keep yeah. st- keep finding that a little bit more you know and and that's that's to be admired but what you know what for the Scarlets it's, it's so difficult for them just when they started to recover their form you know they get hit more than anyone by international call-ups yeah I'm not sure whether, I'm not sure whether the Scarlets are gonna are gonna you know gonna make it you know um, which would be a you know it'd be a massive blow wouldn't it um, they 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 are struggling. They're struggling at the moment, aren't they? I think they'll be disappointed. They'll be disappointed 
this weekend not to get not to get a win there um because it's all about they just got to get some momentum haven't they well it is and and crucially with Benetton being in the same conference they now go five points clear of the scarlets um and that that's where it starts to become that's where it starts to become very very difficult you know with them with them picking up that win against them it's the old kind of proverbial six pointer yeah. of a game isn't it you, you you don't only drop the points yourself but your direct competition has picked up those points so and these week these sort of weekends in between they they're really important yeah they? you need to you need to pick up a couple of points um which just massively helps you then as you come in towards the tail end it's disappointing how much of a blow will that be if they're not in Europe next season when you know you've got a new coach coming into the coming into the fray and Brad Moore how difficult is that going to be if indeed they don't make it I mean I think you know the the, the, the new coach coming in will just you know you'll, you'll it's, it's not going to be ideal for them is it and for the you know for the fans as well you, you know you want to you don't want to see that but I think you know, new coach coming in will just take it on what it is and you know we'll regroup and they'll go and they'll go again but um, I'm, I'm really hoping they do obviously make it as, as, as I'm sure you are as well what have you made of their because so often we've praised the Scarlet's recruitment what have you made of the, the players who've come in this season because a lot have gone out the door but what have you made of those who've come in I think they've, they've struggled a little bit to uh, they haven't sort of slotted in and been able to to sort of adapt then to the the way in which this the way in which the scarlets play and it's, it was all it was always going to happen I think really losing you know losing not only you know a, bi- a big big loss is is is, is shingler isn't it to the way in, the mm. way in which they play so I think a lot of emphasis is, is is given on the sort of recruits but they're actually missing you know he's been their talisman hasn't he he's been Mister Consistent yeah. just literally week in week out and I think he. He was literally the heartbeat and driving that side. Then you take, yeah, then you, you know, the guys they've lost, you know, Barkley, Byrne, not just, not just as actual players, but actually characters down there as well. I think the Scarlets have lost a little bit of their, their identity. Mm. And, um, uh, you know, these, these things start to, to eat away. Then you put the, the injuries in as well. And it, things, are, go, things are, are going against But that's them. why recruitment is so important, right? That's why you've got to get it right because yeah. you're going to have injuries through the season and yes, those, those big players in Barclay and Burn left the, left the region over the summer. That's why you've got to get it right and I think that's, you know, for the first time in, well, I don't know how long, but, you know, certainly in, in recent history, it feels like those, those signings haven't quite clicked there's been again. There's been some unlucky injuries. Angus O'Brien gets injured yep. straight up. Kazim was injured for a while. He hasn't really fired in a Scarlets jersey. Uh, you know, Clayton Blumacheese was playing for Lethley RFC, I think, this weekend. So, you know, he he certainly hasn't fitted in. Dan, do you think they haven't? Do you think they've they they've got it wrong then with with these uh, signings? Well, it's certainly not been to the standard that it that it has been prior. I would say. You know, you look at. What the Scarlets have been able to do so well over the years is to bring in players and they just look instantly comfortable. Look at Asquith, you know, again, what a fantastic squad player he is. He's a great player. Yeah. You know, he just he slots in in a number of different positions and he makes it that Play much anywhere. easier for you. Uh, you know, you obviously we've mentioned Byrne who, who came in completely unknown and turned out to be a European class international, you know, a European class second row and go on to be an international. Um 
But don't you think? Do you think there's something in the fact that because of the amount of injuries that that have come about, there, you know, just with that many injuries, it was always yeah. going to be really difficult, wasn't no, it? No, so it is. I do think there. I do think there's there's some, some some decent signings there, really, and I think it's just a period of of adjustment, really, mm. for you know, for the Scarlets. We mentioned that at the beginning of the season, didn't we? That they were gonna it was gonna be very very difficult to emulate what they what they'd achieved previously. Um, and they just need to sort of regroup. They've had some some very good performances, you know, this season as well, haven't they? And you know, narrow losses. You know, if we look at their their European, yeah. you know, the European campaign, it could have been so very different, couldn't it? Um, they've just been absolutely blighted with with uh, with bad luck, really. Huge amount of bad luck. No, I think that's a fair point. Right. One man who has, or certainly was, a fantastic signing for the Scarlets and indeed for the Cardiff Blues uh, was Matthew Rees, who announced his retirement this week. So coming up after this break, we've got our interview with Matthew Rees, who was very kind enough to, to chat to us earlier on in the week. Matthew Reese, thank you very much indeed for joining us on the attacking scrum. 19 years as a pro player, how tough a decision has this been to hang up the boots? Uh, yeah, it's been a tough decision. I think um, obviously the, the main sort of uh, focus for me is probably uh, just getting back from the, the ACL uh, yeah. which I had back, back in last March, but I think obviously age isn't on my side anymore and um, it has been a tough sort of six to nine months in terms of the rehab side of the the knee injury and um, obviously uh, I, I haven't featured much this season due to the, the injury and um, I think it's, it's a case of probably being out a bit too long and um, just just want to sort of go out on my terms. That was always going to be a big factor for me um, finishing and uh, at this moment in time, I've got that opportunity to do it. So um, hence the reason why I've, I've decided to sort of retire at the end of the season. Of course, 60 caps for Wales, captain the national side, Grand Slams, Lions Tests. It's been an amazing career. Do you have uh, you know, one favourite memory from that career? Uh, I, I think it's, quite, it's a tough, tough one to, to answer, really, because... Mm. Like you say, I've been quite fortunate in my career in terms of the obviously the, the international scene, um, the Grand Slams and the, the Lions to uh, 2009, although we obviously we lost the series. But it, it's probably got to be one of three, either probably the winning my first cap, um, obviously being named captain of the, the Welsh team and, and probably third, which is the pinnacle of uh, sort of any professional rugby player's career is the the Lions uh, Lions tests and um, I, I think that's that, that, that's probably the, the, the main one for me um, because we know how historic the, the Lions uh, tours have been over the years and how the four four countries come together and um, to be part of that a special tour to South Africa as well obviously because what happened in 2005 in New Zealand I think it sort of went back to sort of the old school type of tour um, and uh, I was I mean, obviously enjoyed every sort of moment um, of that tour to South Africa although obviously the, the results didn't go away especially um, 
the first two tests, but I think you know, obviously the second test is probably one of the most brutal games I've ever been involved in, and um, I think a lot of players who, who participate in that game could probably say the same. So it probably goes far as it'd have to be the, the, the Lions tour. Did it make it extra special as well, particularly that second test, doing it with you know with your international teammates making up part of that? part of that Welsh front row you know was that was that something you were conscious of or was it just about getting out there and getting the job done um yeah I look, look it was great to to obviously be named alongside Geth and Adam obviously Geth started the first test and myself and Adam came on early in the second half in, in the second so um it was nice to share that moment with them. Um, I think it was back in 2000, uh, sorry, um, 1955 is it? Mm. Was front row for Lions test. So I, I was, I was glad to be a part of that and sort of history sort of repeats itself. And, um, yeah, so, so to speak, it was great to, to obviously have, uh, Geth and Ada alongside me. And looking back, is there anything you'd change with your career? Good question. I think, um, I think personally, look, I've, I've, I've been fortunate enough and I've played all my professional career inside Wales and, um, I, I've, I've enjoyed pretty, pretty much most of my career. Um, I, I'd probably look back in, in years to come and maybe an opportunity to go outside Wales, uh, uh, an opportunity to go to France and play and sort of turn it down. Uh, maybe they'll, I'll come back to sort of play on my mind uh, once I retire. But look, I, I, I'm, I'm I've been fortunate to obviously play the game for 19 years and um, all my game time being in Wales. And uh, I've been, I've been, like I say, I've enjoyed most of my, my years of, of playing. And um, uh, to, to sort of retire now on my own terms is sort of a, a massive plus for me uh, because. You know, we know how brutal the sport is at this moment in time and um, there's not many players who sort of can, can retire on their own terms and, and that was a big factor for me. I mean, you, have, you, you mentioned it a couple of times, retiring on your own terms. This is something that's, I guess, even more remarkable because, you know, you've off the pitch, you've overcome testicular cancer and come back to play six more years. How important was it to you to, you know, to get the boots back on when really, you know, no one no one could have ever held a grudge for if you, you know, if you'd have decided to retire in 2013. Yeah, look, the, 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 that was probably one of the darkest moments of my career, obviously the, the battle with testicular cancer and, um, uh, the early stages of that, I did think that was the end of my playing career. And, um, you know, it was quite scary. I, I was probably literally out for, uh, four or five months in total due to the, obviously the, the treatment side yeah. of it and the recovery side of it, where you look in terms of my ACL injury, I was out pretty much for uh, nine months. So you look at it that way, it's, it's, it's quite strange. But uh, look, I, I think um, going through that sort of uh, treatment side of the testicular cancer, my, my end goal was always to try and do my best to get back playing fashion rugby. And I think um, that sort of drove me through the, the, the dark days, so to speak, in terms yeah. of just being able to continue doing as much training as I could. So I, I was hopefully going to get back on the training field sooner rather than later. And um, 
once once the, obviously had the, the green light to to obviously carry carry on and continue playing, it was just a case of if I could get back to to where I was prior to the, the testicular cancer. And uh, for me personally, you know, I achieved a, a great goal in terms of uh, ending up going on the, the South Africa Tour 2014 um, for, for Wales, being selected again for Wales. And um, I mean, the, the hard work I put in, mm. not just during my, my cancer treatment, but um, to get back to that level um, is, is probably testament to myself. And uh, I look back and, and be proud of that moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess after um, after retirement, are there plans to stay in rugby? Have you kind of figured out what uh, what the next step for Matthew Reese is? Um, yeah, obviously, I want I want to stay involved in the game at some some um, at some part. In terms of, I mean, I've I've been in the game 19 years, and uh, it's pretty much all I've known. So, mm. um, if if I can, I'm hoping and. Um, them sort of uh, contacts are going on at the moment. Hopefully, yeah, they'll definitely be staying involved in the game of rugby. Of course, the season's not over yet, and there's some massive games ahead for uh, for Cardiff Blues. Uh, are we expecting to see you see you get out there on the pitch and, and make an impact in the in, in the run into the end of the season? Yeah, that's the plan. I think, um, like I say, I have been limited game time in terms of obviously being been out with the ACL injury and. Um, I think the, the the boys who sort of been uh, playing hooker for, for the Blues at the moment, in terms of a couple of the younger boys, and obviously Dates, who has been named, named club captain, they've mm-hmm. been they've been in good form, and um, I, I'm not expected, and I w- never have been, to just walk back into the team. So no, obviously I've got, I've got my hands full at the moment in terms of getting back in the match 23, but it's a focus of mine to to try and uh, feature in the remaining games. Um, and yeah, finish finish the season on a on a high and and try and obviously make sure we we qualify for Champions Cup again next year, which is a big focus for us as a squad and a region. Um, and I think it just goes to show the difference in terms of um, competing at that Champions Cup, um, not just for for us as players, but how much it means to the fans. And uh, that, that's something which I want to be a part of. Uh, part of playing in terms of uh, the end of the season and uh, away from uh, I guess away from from Cardiff there's been so much talk this week about the big England Wales clash in a week's time and you've played in a fair few of these yourself and got a, a very very good record against the English three three wins to one loss to uh, uh, by my reckoning are you able to enjoy these games as a fan or are you always kind of the kind of player who's itching to, to get on the pitch and, you know, and recreate what you've, what you've done in the past? Oh, look, I think it's, it's when the Six Nations uh, fixtures come out, it's, it's the first one you look at as a player, I think, um, and as a fan. And uh, there's no different, I think, especially the, the way that England been playing so far, the Six Nations. Obviously, Wales have sort of a bit of a blip. Um, definitely the, the first 40 minutes against France and probably uh, um, expected that performance in terms of the amount of changes for Italy. But mm. we know as players um, just the atmosphere that Cardiff will bring on International Day, especially against England, and that, that does work in our favour. And um, uh, look, I'll be, I'll be looking forward to, to that game 
the same as uh, if I was playing. And, uh, you know, and I think form goes out the window in, in a big game like that. It's, it's a case of obviously who's pre- prepped the best that week. And um, you, you know that your big name players have got, have got to stand out in, in those games for both both countries. And uh, I'm pretty sure it'll be a very close match. And finally, last question. Will we be seeing you taking conversions in your last game for Cardiff Blues like uh, like we've, like we've seen <laughs> Gethin doing? Yeah, well, in fairness, he's, he's already been on to me saying make sure we get some practice in now <laughs> uh, prior to, to your last game because uh, I think um, obviously it was, it was just off the cuff for him to take that, that uh, last kick of the game and, and unfortunately... <laughs> uh, made uh, ends meet a bit. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably start doing a couple of uh, kicks in training now just to make sure that uh, I don't give myself too much pressure, um, obviously, in that last game, which I hopefully feature in. Yeah, get the uh, get the old back heels lined up like Mark Ring in the yeah. 80s. <laughs> Matt, it's been fantastic uh, talking to you. All the best uh, with the recovery, and hopefully we'll see you uh, we'll see you in a Cardiff Blues shirt in the in the run into the season, and of course, huge amount of luck in the future. Thanks for joining us. So, thank you very much, everybody. Thanks a lot. Thoughts there of Matthew Reese. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a real strange one, isn't it? 19 years he's been around. Think how much the game has changed during that time, Dan. Such a long period of time, isn't yeah, it? 19 dra- years. The Dragons have had one away win during that, that period of time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what a fantastic service. Same arm right? guard as well for the whole Same arm guard. You've got to take it off. Sleeps no, in it. Sleeps in that, yeah. Taped on. Um, yeah, big character, big player. You know, just all, all, all around great guy, isn't he? I think, you know, anyone that's played with him loves... You know, loves having him there, and yeah, he just when it, when there's a scrum and Matthew Reese is involved, you know it's not going backwards. He's going one way and that's forward. I watched the other day uh, on YouTube as I was struggling to get to sleep. I watched um, the last five minutes of the 2008 oh, Grand yeah. Slam. Yeah, and just watch it like it's, again. There are certain things that spring to mind. You remember that break from Mark Jones. And, yes. uh, and Martin Williams going over for the the try that that sealed it, and all those kind of things. You know, those things I remember as they happened. Watching this back, just like watching some of the capers he gets up to at ruck time, Matthew Reese, just fantastic. Like just one of those players you want on your side. You do not want to be playing against him. Yeah, I need. I'll have to go. You get me excited. It's I'll worth have to go back and yeah, yeah go back and watch that. He's, re- he's really putting it to the French forwards, and he's absolutely relishing it. And that's the kind of player he was, isn't he? Just you know, wholehearted, wholehearted, yeah. no nonsense. Played like a back rower, really. You know, played like an open side flanker before hookers were before hookers. Expected. Yeah, he was sort of before. Yeah. yeah, he was ahead of his head of his time, really, wasn't he? Um, captain? Does he? Has he pretty much captained every? You know, every um, side he's been involved in, really, isn't he? I don't know if he'd have captained the Warriors, would he? Is it Captain um, Warriors when he probably didn't captain them? Yeah, maybe not. But he's been, yeah, he's, 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 he's a leader, captain, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's, he's not, a leader. He's, he's a leader, and he'll be he'll be a big yeah big loss because you know big loss for the game really because he's been around for that long that you kind of just you just kind of kind of just expect to see him now on the pitch, don't you? Um, you do, and uh, and yeah, and as we as we touched on in that interview, it's a fantastic story, and. If you want to hear more about that story, which I thoroughly recommend, make sure you buy Smiler's book, which is called Reason to Smile, and you can get it on Amazon or from any good bookshop. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's an amazing story. He's a very humble character, 
but has got an astonishing story to tell. So yeah, make sure that you do. Um, yeah, go go and buy that. It's just a, a fantastic rugby read. So would recommend that highly. And uh, yeah, be sure to get your hands on that. Favorite memory of uh, of Matthew Reese to finish on. Favorite memory would probably be, I guess it would be from the from the, from the Lions yeah. really that those. Just the way in which you know we were really under the pump, weren't we? And then Matthew Reese, Matthew Reese is there, just literally, you know, it was a massive, massive scrummaging performance. Um, I think that's especially pro- after that first test where, yeah, it was, you know, the, the Lions got a, a real going over in the, um, you know, the, the beast, didn't it? He gave, yeah, he, he gave Phil Vickery a real. A real, a real hard, well, not just Phil Vickery, but he gave he gave that whole front, well, the whole front row, whole yeah, front it was, row a real was, hard time. Was really under the pump, and then yeah, yeah second just, test, just that the whole Welsh lineup. Yeah, that that I just there was something great about just seeing them as well, wasn't it? Just the three, what you know, yeah. the three Welsh boys there united, obviously arm in arm, and just taking it, taking it right to, uh, um, you know, to the big the the big lumps that are over there. Right. Well, let's talk about international rugby and let's do that in relation to Wales versus England, which is, yeah, uh, tantalisingly close now. So we're going to be talking about that very, very shortly. So make sure you download and have a listen to part two of this week's Attack and Scrum podcast, which you can get right now. Podcast Network.